Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to No Trick Flick Moments. I am your co-host, Remy. And I'm your other co-host, B. Welcome to our very special No Trick Flick Moments special for, <laughs> for Destiel Week. We are here to celebrate a very special occasion, guys. Yes, it is the one-year anniversary since episode 18 of season 15 aired, which, as we all should know, was a monumental moment in the series because we got to have canonical confirmation that Cass was in love with Dean. And what a day, V. What a day. What a time. What, what a time. What a time. What a place. What an era. <laughs> what a year yes oh my god i wanted we wanted to to sit down and talk a little bit about dean and Cass and dean and Cass and (laughs) uh, and i mean because it it was just such a moment both in the show and in the fandom and it's something that has carried through this year and it's just been so wild and it's a fandom that you and me be are both a part of um the mm-hmm. the the dean the what do they call it now the desticle the desticule desticule the desticule <laughs> the desties the, instead of besties exactly exactly the hellers the desties the desticule and and we don't talk about much on this show, but I've just been so I don't know. This last week, the the Destiel anniversary has brought such, you know, it just it's just this mood, you know, it's a mood you can't mm-hmm. escape. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think back to where we were a year ago, and you think back to what was happening during this week when the episode aired. And then realizing that all the tension, the frustration, the nervousness that had to do with the election, the pandemic, all of these things kind of just got chucked out the window. (laughs) And we got to have this little crystallized moment of just mass hysteria, I think is how we would phrase it. (laughs) That is, is apt. I I would agree with that. It is so wild. And B, I mean, for anyone that's been following NCFM uh from the beginning, you know, B and and I we we started this podcast recording season 14, which had just um finished, so we did a season 14 rewatch and then season 15, which was a season 15 watch. And so <laughs> I don't know how to say this other than we were there, B, and it happened, and it was just this fever state of, of I don't even know. I would be afraid to go back and listen to that episode because that whole week was so just unhinged, completely unhinged. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like I remember that Thursday. And then for at least the next week, just riding a psychic high like I'd never had before. Because it's this 12-year thing in the making. And it's this thing being such a multifaceted 
unique, like, you will never recreate this balance of insanity and will they, won't they, combined with queer baiting, combined with wink, wink, nod, nod, like... The mere fact that the confession actually made it to air on network television is huge. Absolutely. And it's not something that I I ever believed would actually happen. I mean, no. because what were what did we get there? We got exactly what we didn't dare hope to get with the accumulation of Cass's empty deal. It was like yes. the most insane, never going to happen thing that was the most logical thing. Like, this yes. is how he cashes in the deal. He's in love with Dean. We know this. What would make him happiest? A, a, a canon Dean Cass. Uh, the, 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 the realization of this relationship that would make him the happiest, and that would be the thing that tragically would cash in his empty deal. But that's never going to happen, right? It's never going to happen. Yeah, no. Like this is a biased read, or whatever. Like this is a interpretation of the character that we have been fastidiously told is not real. That is in our heads. That. If you are interpreting the show in this manner, then you're doing it wrong. And so, of course, we were sitting there being like, it makes the most sense to us, but they're never going to do it. Like, there was always that caveat, but it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So when it started happening, it was an out-of-body experience. <laughs> Tell me, B. I, I and, and I don't even know how much of this is a repeat of maybe what we talked about before, but you know what? I don't even fucking care because... Yeah, no, goldfish <laughs> memories, baby. We get to relive things fresh and new every day. One year later, it's just been so funny for me this week that there is this... Uh, this energy going around that's like, so, so where were you when it happened? What were were you in the fandom? Did you get into the fandom after? You know, when you saw this happen, what was the reaction? Like, what did you feel in that moment? Where were you when it happened? And I thought that's so, I just feel that it's so funny and such a like crazy touchstone that we're all just kind of gathering around this one moment in time and experiencing the all of these emotions around it and and relaying them to other people that also experience this moment and how it's just bringing us all together and yeah it's you know one year later Well, and I think because culturally, as we've shifted more to streaming services, as the way that television and movies and the types of series, all of that media, um, the way that we interact with it has become more modular, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, not everyone is able to watch the first season of Witcher at the same schedule. Not everyone is able to access the hit TV series that is, you know, like the way that Squid Games blew up over a couple of weeks and then started gaining a cultural force. Um, The way that we experience 
television shows and media like it these days, it tends to be very isolating. And so you might find a small subset of fans that you can kind of go together and be like, oh, did you see that? But it's not very often that you have a long running show, something that started before streaming, um, that carried through these different eras of television, um, reach a point in the show where it's going to end, and then does something monumental that was written off for decade or mm-hmm. more by the fans um, to have that happen. It's like, yeah, you, you have people who have been with the show 10 or 15 years. Um, that doesn't mean that they watched it the entire time. They might have noped out after season five, season three, whatever. But they know enough about the show that to hear that it's ending. Oh, okay, I'm aware of that. And then to hear <laughs> Dean Cass went canon like canon in the sense of Cass loves Dean. Um, all of a sudden, that's like that's like this horn being blown out into the internet and then like call everyone who ever had a mild inkling interest in this and just find out what the fuck is going on. Like it, it was a huge sonar blast across the internet that just summoned us all like a swarm of bugs and (laughs) we got to have this moment where everyone is watching the same piece of media essentially in real time and then losing their shit over it i know and i would also say it is you're absolutely right that's something that only happens with um like cable television and even you know long form cable television at that and it's also happening um in a more modern time than maybe it had happened before where everyone is a lip like everyone is a bit more due to just globalization uh in the internet and having you know something like tumblr and twitter and something that we can all come to and and yell about this thing um that it's not just you know knocking on the neighbor's door you know having a friend's watch party and freaking the fuck out when you know ross gets off the plane or Uh, or the X-Files or Ellen, you know, those kinds of things. They've happened before, but I, I, n- nothing has ever touched me so closely, obviously, as, as, yeah. as th- this moment. Yeah, like I've seen the memes where um, they take that one famous photo from the finale of Seinfeld that was airing. Um, the photo was taken in, I think it was um, Times Square, In 1998, you know, people standing on the street and watching the finale air. And I think it's really apt that that's what we're pulling from because that was another big cultural moment where even if you didn't watch Seinfeld, you were aware of it. It was the background radiation of television at that time, the same way Supernatural is the background radiation of social media. And so to get to the finale... I mean, even if you're not invested in the latest season, you do want to kind of know how it ends. And this wasn't the ending, but it might as well have been for how big it blew up. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of that Seinfeld um, uh, picture where it's the photo of everyone gathered in town square and underneath that was a posted edit where we put in the um, Dean Cast, uh, a screen cap from the Dean Cast confession yep. scene, you know, everyone watching the Supernatural finale. And, you know, the comment was, this is just like the Supernatural finale. And then someone screen capped in the Dean Cast confession scene, which is episode episode 18 right yeah so that tells you something like that it struck such a resonance online in a way that the finale flatlined yeah failed to do Mm -hmm. and and i think and maybe we can talk about it but i think that there is a lot to talk about on how the network reacted to that flatline and, you know, how much they capitalized on the fact that 18 blew up and then how much they resented episode 20 falling mm-hmm. flat. Yeah, because this one year later aspect to us talking about it is, you know, how has the story changed? You know, how mm-hmm. was the initial response um, from the network and from the celebrities involved and then how has that story been modified or dismissed in the year that follows and that is its own fascinating aspect of like let's rewrite history and it's like we have Destiel Putin election memes from a year ago <laughs> that like with stunning clarity summon back the exact emotional state that we were all in when it happened i i know i rewatched the entire uh confession scene today braver than me braver than any u.s marine (laughs) b it hit me so much harder than i thought it would i don't think that i have watched it since not not since watching it live but since just the couple of months after uh and and here i am watching it essentially for the first time a year later again and Mm -hmm. i was tearing up which i did not expect like that is not that's not typically me no and it brought up so it just like you said with a clarity brought back in all of those feelings from the moment we experienced it for the first time and i and that's just wild to me yeah and like we've been talking about we did a rewatch of season 14 and then we were watching season 15 and how a lot of our conversations around those episodes had a level of self-censorship involved when it comes to this relationship um Mm -hmm. looking at dean and Cass romantically and like i i won't speak for you but like for me the censorship kind of came from well this is never going to happen like this is Something that has been trod into us as being you're reading too much. And, you know, if we're going to be a rewatch podcast and we're going to talk about this show and it's meta and stuff, then what are we doing if we're bringing up something that clearly isn't meant to be there? You know, like, I'm right. hoping that the tone of my voice is carrying some of the, like, dismissive nature that got built into me while I was watching the show. 
No, I, I totally get you. I totally get you. Because when... I can't count the number of times watching 14 and 15 uh, in recording this podcast. We were like, well, we're not going to get into that because that's not yeah. what this is about. Because yeah. because it's not about, because when we're talking about Dean and Cass's relationship, it's not about the shipping aspect of it because that's not, that's, that's maybe my personal interpretation, but that's not mm-hmm. the, it, that's not the intent of this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we, deliberately steered away from it where now thinking back on it i'm like if we are coming back up in our in our ncfm rewatch and we're hitting seasons four or five Cass is here and Cass is 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 learning and evolving from humanity from dean and growing into himself through the series like how how can we not talk about it we have from Cass himself that this is the only thing to talk about yeah yeah i mean it's one thing to be watching the show while it does not have a series finale and then it's another thing to be like nope this is all the episodes they intended to give us this is the story from start to finish And then we can take what we've learned from season 15 and apply it to earlier seasons. I'm like, you gave me the full book, you know? Uh Here's the beginning, middle, and end. So don't be surprised when I take knowledge that I gained in the 11th hour and then apply that lens to things that I learned early on. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. uh, So you were talking about... you were talking about that siren call. Sorry, my cat is here, so it's my time. <laughs> it's my turn to have the Not jingle me bells every week. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you were talking about that siren call that brought us all together and 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 just blew up with with uh, just the fact that this actually happened. And uh, a one Tumblr post that's been circulating this week uh, was someone who uh, called attention to the Tumblr year in review from 2020. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was a Destiel section uh, or, or a call to, you know, this is, you know, Destiel was a big thing that happened if we're going to talk about the, the year in review. And, mm-hmm. uh, it was a clip from that and Tumblr was, uh, bringing up some numbers and, and it was like, so the quote in its whole is this, this confession of love was not something anyone in the fandom was expecting. In the week following the episode's air date, so 11.5 to 11.11, Tumblr saw huge spikes in Destiel tagged original post, up by 2,083%. Wow. And reblogs up 11,000%. Wow. With an overall 5,065% increase in all engagements around the ship's tag which is crazy a five thousand percent increase in a week like we fucking went insane (laughs) and we we earned it we earned it that's true too because because 
we we never thought it was going to happen and then it did and we are still riding that wave yep i mean we went through all those layers of self-censorship and we kind of got a week there where we just went no i'm blowing the tits off this place <laughs> like exactly exactly because we were even in something like our little supernatural rewatch podcast that you and me be are doing for ourselves we were subconsciously or or not just being like no we're not going to talk about that because it yeah it's not a thing beating ourselves up for interpreting the story in this way yeah yeah and (laughs) so how how did you how did you feel though how did you personally feel when Cass gave his confession (laughs) like baby I blacked out (laughs) (laughs) have you really not rewatched it much since the whole okay I rewatched it the one time needed for us to record Uh uh-huh so I've seen the episode twice Uh uh-huh and I haven't since then and I (laughs) okay not to go on a tangent but I've been trying to think of like what's the metaphor here? What how can I explain how it feels? And I'm like, it kind of feels like the elephant's foot in Chernobyl. Okay? It feels it feels like a nuclear reaction that just spun wildly out of control. It has irradiated the internet. It's how like the background noise of Tumblr just is for me right now. And if I go back to that place and I stay there for longer than five minutes, it's going to kill me and I'm going to die. <laughs> you can only But observe. it's also energy. It's also vibrancy. Like I was a fucking hydroponic plant for November 2020, okay? I didn't need soil. I barely needed sunlight. I lived off of water, and I was like, no, this is what neurotypical people feel like. Holy shit, I could clean my bathroom right now. I could do the dishes right now. Like, it was it was rejuvenating on a level that is impossible to recreate and yet somehow when i was talking about it in vague language with my therapist she has taken it as being like oh that's what happiness feels like and then our therapy since <laughs> then she's like remember how november felt let's try and get back to there and i'm like oh baby we're never getting back there and i can't explain to you why <laughs> oh no oh man but which is which is to say the first time i watched it like i blacked out (laughs) i couldn't believe i was in a universe that allowed that to air yeah i kept on waiting for the rug to be pulled out from under me my brother was watching it with me at the time and i turned to him and i'm like did they just do that because i'm like he's not a shipper and he's like yeah they just did and i was like are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> no, I had a I had a similar experience with my husband, which I'll I'll recant in a minute. Not recant. Yes. Rec- um, recount. Recount. <laughs> yes. Uh, what was yours? But it well well you know I don't have your talent for metaphor. B. 
<laughs> Chernobyl. I went with Chernobyl. Okay, that wasn't really talent. That was, that's on the edge of offense. <laughs> but the, that euphoria is something that, oh God, was definitely there. I think my husband was legitimately concerned for my well-being because I would just pause <laughs> in the middle of a thought leaning against the wall and laugh because... And then he's like, oh, you're having a Destiel moment. Okay. <laughs> you're okay. He would call from across the house. What's that noise? And I'm like, I can't breathe. And he's like, you're okay then. Okay. Oh my God. Because it, it, it was something that I could not shake for weeks afterwards. And oh my God. Just... I cannot believe th- th- that we had episode 18 and then we and then we had the hiatus. Oh. No, there was no hiatus. Wait. Yes there was? No, 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 no. I no, thought no, no, no. Was episode Oh, it was 18, 19 and 20. No, so- oh, I'm sorry. It, you're right. It was like 14. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it was they aired seven episodes one week right. after another in between that super long hiatus that was the pandemic mm-hmm. summer. The mm-hmm. first pandemic summer. <laughs> Spoilers for anyone. <laughs> Time traveling. Right. We had we had episodes one through 13 and then or maybe it was one through 14. But regardless, we picked up mid season and then had the um, the back half of the season. Uh, after a long summer hiatus, yeah, uh, due to COVID delays, what I think that I was um, twisting it in my mind a little bit because we had episode eighteen, but then nineteen and twenty were the only episodes filmed post COVID with yeah. COVID protocols in place. Yeah, bingo. So they did have a, a slightly different tone overall. Uh, yes. than the rest of the season. Uh, gosh, so I only had a week to ride that high? What? <laughs> well, okay. It, let's to just say fair, it felt like three months. <laughs> and, like, the high that we're describing, it didn't deflate with episode 19. Mm-hmm. Like, we were like, it's Buck Lemming. Like, that explains why this happened. You know, it's fine. The finale will fix this. Yeah. So we really had two solid weeks there. Where it was just batshit shenanigans and a little dampening because of episode 19. But mostly just making fun of episode 19. Yeah, because we had optimism still. Right. We had faith that the finale was going to give us something more in line with what the rest of the season had given us. So it was... Easy to go and say, yeah, that sucked, but we got one left and it's the one that counts. Mm-hmm. And then, boy, was our faces red. <laughs> Man, but then, but then even with the finale, there's just so much that came afterwards. But anyways, anyways, I, I digress. <laughs> um, well, I, I watched it live, me and my husband, and, um... I had I had it on DVR, so uh, so this is episode eighteen. Episode eighteen, not the Kay. not the finale. Episode eighteen, 
And when Cass said, I don't know if it was now I know or if it was the like, the happiness. No, been. the happiness isn't in the having. It's just in saying it. I, I paused. I paused the TV. I just sat there. And it took me a full two to three minutes before I could start it again. Because I was like, my chest was so tight. I was like, no, no, this can't. This can't be happening. It can't actually be happening. That's not right. It can't actually be happening. And then, and then I pressed play. And then the scene played out. And I had to pause again. And as I am reaching decibels that not even dogs can hear, uh, my my husband sitting next to me, very quietly, I'll remember this forever, he says, without prompting, it's gay, fellas. <laughs> it's gay, fellas. And it's happening. I was on the floor. I... Uh, I I didn't I well okay actually actually I remember it wasn't even excitement it was this razor knife's edge of this could very easily tip into a panic attack if I'm not careful careful yep yep, yep. <laughs> because because I was I I could not believe that it actually happened. I, I was, I was excited, but I was, I was panicking because I couldn't believe it actually happened. There's no way. That's not a thing. There's no way. Well, and it's a knife's edge too, because we have talked to ourselves and like talked ourselves down Mm. being like, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And so when the sentences started happening one after another (laughs) and like the initial instinct, like that knee jerk, at least for me was like, don't get your hopes up. Don't get too excited. They're going to give you a little bit. They're not going to give you everything. Like even in the moment I'm trying to like mitigate my happiness and mitigate like the excitement that this moment could potentially contain. And then no, they they didn't hold back. They gave us the entirety of Cass's confession and have an unequivocal I love you at the end of it. I would I would love if there wasn't like an asterisk beside this where I, I don't want to just say social media, but like a lot of walk back has attempted to take place. Yes. But they went the whole hog where you could jump online and say to someone who wasn't watching it at that night and be like, Cass said, I love you to Dean. And they would go, what? And then they would jump online to go and find that clip. Like it was that level of unequivocal romantic interpretation that you didn't have to say, okay, if you squint, you'll see it. You just no, go find the clip, watch it. It happened. Yeah. Yes. Which is, again, beyond what we would have, have ever expected the show to carry through. So, like, the fact that Robert Barons wrote that the first day of the writers meeting for season 15, mm-hmm. it's like, they planned this 
and and they got to see it through. I, I, they had to have planned it. I know that you and I recorded for the empty deal that happened. Wait, did we? Did we? No. What are you talking about? That was season 14. That was season 14. Okay, for some yeah. reason. Okay, yeah. I had a moment where I thought it was 13. But no. We recorded for season 14. And the, the second it happened, the second that empty deal was made, we are like, we've been knowing. We know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know how fanfic would play this out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and and so and so uh, I I do believe that uh, in this instance the most obvious interpretation was the correct one. And uh, Barons knew that this was the intent from the beginning when when the deal was ri- was written in, and they like you said they got to see it through. And that's so much validation. And yeah. it was it was so big in the moment. And I am just grateful that uh, I got to be a part of it and that I am part of a community that is that overall, this has just been such a positive experience. Yeah. And, like, we're very fortunate that we had the same writing group in season 14 as season 15. Mm -hmm. Like, these writers have been there for more than just those seasons. But that you had Meredith Glynn, you had Robert Behrens. Like, Meredith was the one who wrote Byzantium, which is where the deal takes place. Mm -hmm. And she and Behrens, if you watch their episodes, you can see that they try and keep their lore consistent. They feed into each other's ideas. Um, So having the two of them kind of you know Meredith sets up the ball season 14 with Byzantium and then Robert Barons gets to finish and <laughs> slam dunk it hole in one at whatever sports metaphor you want to use <laughs> at the end of season 15 with despair then that's also really rewarding because supernatural as a whole tends to be like, this writer really likes this thing, and then the next group of writers forget certain plot lines, and then they just go away. So it could have really happened that, you know, the empty deal doesn't get seen to its conclusion before the show ends. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of other things that just kind of are still trailing threads that never got their neat bow. Mm-hmm. Not that I would say that Cass's empty deal, the accumulation of all that episode 18 and then what came from 19 and 20. I mm-hmm. don't know if I would call that a neat bow, but it's, uh, you know, it's something. Yeah. I mean, for Cass's character arc, you can see it having a beginning, middle and end. Mm-hmm. With that being his final episode. Now, we know from watching the finale that Cass is not actually dead, gone, the end. His story continues, um, but that's for the perspective of the characters that we saw in episode 20. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot that can be said about episodes 19 and 20 and where they fell short. Not the point of this episode. But for Cass to conclude his on-person, on-screen narrative in 18, um, it's very, it's very poetic and like a strong 
story on its own. Self-contained. Yeah. And and let's talk about what's come after, you know, because we have Cass, but, and this is Cass's ending, and the window has been opened, right? And what now? What, ew, you know, we didn't get into it within the show itself. So mm-hmm. what is, what, what does it all really mean? Um... And now we have the actors of the show that can speak to uh, the confession and the intent behind it. And like you said, the reveal that this was something that was planned all along. So much has come a year later from where we were when it happened in the moment to where we are now. And we have a lot more insight into, you know, behind the scenes, um, how the actors were playing it, what the intent is, or maybe even more obfuscation than we would want with the network, like you said, trying to roll some things back. Yeah. And like, even at the time when 18 had just finished and we had 19 and 20 still in the unknown, there was the hope that cast would come back like yeah. they would stage a rescue this wouldn't be a barrier gaze moment mm-hmm. for his character and so that not having the end of the story yet gave a lot more hope to or i guess optimism to what his story would look like when it was completed and then when we haha <laughs> did not see that take place then um that left a lot of room for you know just just being hurt we were hurt by the finale that we got and then we were also hurt because of how they chose to end Cass's story right there yeah yeah it was it it, it was a real low uh after so much uh, speculation and hope that came from post episode 18. And then once we actually had the finale, it was only left up to the actors and the writers and uh, the fandom then to fill in the gaps because we had so many questions that weren't answered. Dean, yeah. Dean never got to respond. Cass never got to. Um, th- there was no after for Cass canonically in the show. Yeah. So, so what he is didn't the- get to have his truth and live in it. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, what is the after for Cass? And even there is, there's been since the episode eighteen some. Uh, rolling it back from the network on oh no is it romantic though is it though yeah and i think we should be clear like when we say network uh, that's just the nebulous term like i don't know who's involved i don't have names i don't have ranks it's more just like that joke of the cw snipers that are out there Uh and if you misspeak then (laughs) (laughs) you know like it's it's the impression that there is a narrative that needs to be followed for this. I don't know who is putting those restrictions on the conversation, if they are actually there. 
Um, these things are not known with any certainty, but the impression is, is that following the confession last year, there was a lot more frank conversation from Misha, um, from Rich, from Jensen, from just the conventions that took place at that time, talking about the events of the episode. And that in the year since then, it feels like it's gotten to a bit more of a vague recollection. Like rather than Misha's full-throated declaration that it was a homosexual declaration of love, we are now having the, well, it's open to interpretation um, conversation. And part of me hopes that that is just for the sake of being inclusive to all identities. Like, that if you want to think of Cass as gay, then he's gay. If you want to think of him as bi, as asexual, as just queer, um, that leaves room open so that no one can look at an actor and say, this is what he said, so this is Bible. But the downside of leaving it that open is that now people can also point to that conversation and be like, see, it's not romantic. See, it wasn't love as you want to think of it. Cass was just saying you loved him as a friend. And it's like, okay, if you're watching the show, that does not fucking make sense. But now all of a sudden it's like that argument has one foot on a railing and is trying to sneak its way inside the house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and I say, yeah, I say the network, which like you said, we don't know if, if there is, you know, you don't, we don't know what, if any, um, entities are influencing what the overall, uh, tagline is for, for how people, how the actors that are employed by the network and, and by the show should speak to, uh, the intent behind it. Uh, and, and only recently was the open to interpretation thing, uh, definitely the, the most prevalent, um, story, story, essentially that we're getting from them. Yeah. Story that we're getting from the actors. Uh, but, but I mean, talk about how, how it's just messy. It's messy overall. Cause we had, uh, we had the original, uh, airing of 18 and then we had the Spanish dub and then we had the Italian dub and then we had, <laughs> and then we had the conventions and one actor says this, one actor says that, but at the end of the day, it's only open to interpretation to the point where we all experienced this moment and there is the, like you said, there is the interpretation that makes sense for um, Cass's ending and Cass's exit. But everything is open to interpretation in that it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. And we, we're, we're only given what we've, we've only got what we're given. So yeah. if, you know, we, in, in the, in the reality of it is that we didn't get more from 19 and 20 than what we got in episode 18. Well, it's, it's, you know, is, do you go by the author is dead or do you go by word of God? Mm -hmm. Like either way, watch the episode and understand 
you know, this is Cass's story arc and this is where it's concluding and what explanation makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to think of author intent. You don't have to think of what the writers say, what the director says, what the actors say to just be like, what makes sense for Cass? And then if you want to take in other voices and other interpretations, more power to you. Um, but it's not a requisite to the show. And if we want to take in uh, the authors and the actors' uh, interpretations, then Bobo has said his piece. Yeah. Cass, Cass, Misha. (laughs) Misha has said his piece. And they have both said that, you know, romance is romance and i and it it doesn't seem as open to interpretation as uh certain sects of the fandom might want to well well the trick with that though remy is you've picked two people now let's open the pool to jensen let's open it to jared let's open it to rich let's open it to samantha ferris like you know that's where i think the difficulty comes in is, you know, who has a hand on the ball? Who has the word of God that A, you you want to believe, and B, um, is informed enough that you would take their opinion at, like, a high value? Yeah. You know, that, that that's different for everyone, and that's where I think a lot of the challenge comes in, is that... There will be some people say, well, Jensen said this. Um, Jerry said, said that. that. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's where I like to kind of fall back just on what did we see? What was aired? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it's a declaration of love. Yeah. Yeah. What did we see? What was aired? It's a declaration of love. I will push back on uh, that a little bit, though, because... What was this? It was Cass's declaration mm-hmm. of love, and it was Cass speaking his truth, independent of mm-hmm. uh, of Dean himself. Just the fact that he could um, that he could let go of that filter that he's put on himself for years and years and years, and just and just say it, just have. The man that he loves know it. Uh, mm-hmm. That was his brightest, truest moment of happiness. And so if it's Cass's truth, then I'm going to give Misha Collins and Robert Barron's the most mm-hmm. uh, clout in this conversation. Because uh, if we're talking intent, then they are the ones who created that intent and executed on that intent and it was Cass's truth and and so uh and so I I know I mean we we know that it's you know leaning a certain way but I don't even want to get too much into like is did they or didn't they because they did they did yeah yeah and like that's (laughs) the thing I guess like I'm with you if I'm going to be cherry picking who I'm listening to speak about it outside of what was aired then yeah that's the side that i'm leaning on too because 
it's just going by who's closest to this character and knows the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not everyone has that opinion or thought process around it. Some other... Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, as we're talking here, I'm wondering, because I was like, is, like, the network just feels like a conspiracy theory. But I'm wondering, too, because after November 5th, 2020... Um, we had our conventions and the actors are still very much reacting to the current, um, season and the series finale. But since then, we know Jensen is trying to be a producer on a prequel series. Um, and I wonder how much of that might inform the conversations around the confession scene as well. Because they're trying to keep their audience. Yeah. And we've seen Misha even become a bit more delicate about what he's talking about. So is this um, knowledge that he has about what Jensen's trying to do and then doing his part to, you know, not make it more difficult to get the rights to these characters and things like that. Like, that still ultimately comes down to, you know, some network executive somewhere not wanting to hear about it. But... um, I think that it is a very complicated scenario, not only from the higher ups towards them, but also from the diverse crowd of fans that they have. Um, It's very difficult to make both sides happy when, and I say both being like this idea of a spectrum of some people that are very conservative and watching the show with a very conservative lens to somebody who is on like a very liberal side of the lens. Like I know that's not the way that people work and that's not that that's too simple of an analysis. But if we look at who the fan base is, um, there's going to be some that are like, why did they make the angel gay? Or I don't think the angel's gay or queer or however you want to phrase it. And, you know, how do you, how do you keep those people happy at the same times as the ones that are asking you, please, please say this was queer and romantic. Right, right. And, you know, take people, individuals out of the equation. Um, This whole, in my opinion, the whole open to interpretation thing that's come, uh, uh, over the past couple of months, uh, just being a bit more careful about how they're talking about the show. Um, I think that it's, uh, that's why I say the network, because we know that the CW and how they market the show is, is more conservative. So if you want to put something, someone, not the individuals in a box, put, you know, the show in a box, where does the show air? Uh, how does the network seem to steer the conversation? And, uh, and at the end of the day, it's a business. And they are trying to keep as many fans as they can and be as inclusive. It's open to interpretation as you can. It's your, you are the viewer. You, you know, your read is valid on all things in Supernatural. And they are trying to keep the audience and keep doing the conventions, keep their audience, uh, and gear up for a prequel show that they already have scripted and contracted uh and so 
it's it's just business and they just got to keep their business and keep their audience and not alienate anyone so that's that's the kind of less fun side of things where where me uh as the viewer i I, I see that this is Cass, and now we have just blown open his entire character, his meta, yeah. his, his, like, this is Cass, and he, he just got about 16 more layers than he did one episode previous. Yeah, the rewatch gets the fun of, do you think he was in love with Dean here? And what does that mean? Where is he? And yes, yeah. <laughs> At least I don't look like a lumberjack. He was in love with Dean here. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, the the teal deer on that one is that there's a lot of complicating factors mm-hmm. to um to why the story from the people behind the scenes ends up the way that it does. And as much as we can take comfort from the thought of, you know, Misha says this, Jensen says this, um, Bobo says this, as much as we can comfort ourselves with that knowledge, ultimately that's, I mean, what is it? Do we need that? Do we need a definitive statement. Um, I would say no. We we want one. I mean, I would fucking love to hear Jensen be as full-throated about this as Misha was a year ago. Yeah. But ultimately, that's, let, that's the cherry on the Sunday. We got the Sunday. It aired November 5th, 2020. Yeah. And... Everything that comes on top of that is illuminating the different facets to it, but it's not creating it whole cloth. It's there. It we we already have it. It's there. Exactly. I was gonna say we have we have the whole cloth, and we had a glorious two weeks where the the rules are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> and even beyond that, after the after nineteen, after the finale. I I per, I did feel like we were left with some things incomplete, but I don't know. It's you know nothing's going to be perfect, and the show ended, and we always knew the show was going to end, and and but did it? <laughs> like did if it? this year has taught me anything, it's that Jensen Ackles has not let Dean go. Like Dean is sitting in some motel room. On Jensen's dime inside <laughs> of his head. And he's not, he hasn't given that character up. So where I sit is like, oh my God, yes, I would love to have knowledge of how Dean reacted. Like, I would like to have that canon yeah. knowledge given to us. Yeah, But I'm also saying they're like, Jensen in five years is going to fucking dust off his Winchester fruity boots and he's going <laughs> to be Dean again on screen. Like I I'm not pinning hopes on that. I'm not being like, and then we'll know. But it just it's kind of this comfort of being like, no, he's as fixated on this as we are. 
And there's going to be more to this story, whether we like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I I do agree with you. Prequel, post-prequel, you know, whatever insights we get, Supernatural is not done. It's not. I never, you know. Even when it's done, the fans and, like, the show lives on in its own fucking, like, we're joking as season 16 of Supernatural aired over the year. Season 17 started with the J2 breakup of this summer. Like, it, the show's over, but the show's not over. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in season, what, 18 right now? 17 or 18. It's hard, yeah, it depends how you want to cut that J2 breakup. (laughs) (laughs) And... That is why I am always so excited to sit down with you week by week to watch a show that, (laughs) watch an episode of a show that I've seen four times before, but by golly, Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch it again and then talk about it for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, we're doing a season one rewatch right now. Like, the episodes air 2005, 2006. (laughs) And we still find a shitload to talk about. And that's just the episodes. There's a whole show outside of the show that is these insane men getting up on stages ten times a year and then just saying the most baffling shit. (laughs) (laughs) That we can take and run with because I, god damn it, I love this fandom. Yeah, yeah. They're like, here's some chum in the water. And it's like, cool, we're piranhas. It's time to frenzy. <laughs> like, And that's another thing where what did episode 18 do if not chum the waters? And we're still here. I mean, I, I know that I've said it before, but I have had, I have been a part of multiple fandoms that have just died. And I was yep. f- so fearful that the same thing would happen with Supernatural, especially with how unfortunate the ending was. Yeah. And we are just lucky because if not for episode 18, where would we be right now? Because we sure as shit oh, would not be here. Like, you read the Tumblr statistics. I'm like, what show ends and then gets, like, more fans? <laughs> yeah, 5,000 percent increased engagement and like dean cast as a ship hitting a hundred thousand stories over the summer yes yeah the first of its kind like <laughs> i have just never been so proud of a fandom for doing what it's doing creating like it's creating and enduring past past reason i will say because i'm like past its best before date maybe (laughs) like arguably you can everyone has their opinion of whether the show should have lasted as long as it did but regardless it did last they chose to pull the plug on it rather than uh, jensen's metaphor of we run out of gas partway to the finish line Right. And yeah, it just, it is this weird radioactive, just this little infected monster, this little gremlin 
that lives on the internet and it's like no i'm i'm gonna continue to be here are you gonna be here? Like, yeah i guess i am you do some crazy shit i'm invested well and, and guess what who do we have to think about this is destiel week this is november 5th this is celebrating dean and cass and dean and cass who do we have to thank for just keeping on keeping on and it's it it's misha it's cass well, I'd it's, be like, it's the fans. Well, yeah. The fans loved Misha and Cass so much that, like, season seven almost ended without him. Exactly. Like, that could have been just the end of the show. But, yeah. I, and, like, to your point, if Cass didn't exist and if he wasn't so beloved, the show would not have its longevity. It, no. No. If not for episode 18, if... If we did not have episode 18 and if they did not take that leap, there's no way that we would be the the fandom as a whole. I'm not speaking for myself personally, but the fandom as a whole would be as engaged today, a year later, as it is. Yeah. There was something really compelling about seeing the angel be gay. <laughs> I like I'm You're not right. saying that facetiously. It's it's really compelling because again, 11th hour revelations do not happen often. Mm-hmm. And I, in a satisfying manner. You know, it's one thing to pull a rabbit out of the hat and it's another thing for it to fit in with the character, to have it slide seamlessly in with how you understood that character. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can point to that moment and be like my interpretation is sound because of that like he it's he is in love with dean the flawed broken human being right here this is yeah yeah and he chooses him anyways it's it's invigorating on a show that has lasted that long I had such a healthy diet during that time period, too. Like, I was eating right. I was cleaning my house. <laughs> I was sleeping eight hours. And I, it, like, reset my psychology <laughs> in a way that I'm like, I wish that there was a button for this. Your poor therapist. Let's get back to November. Like, do you remember and I'm November? Just, <laughs> I'm like... You don't even know. Oh. You you don't even know what you're asking of me. <laughs> oh, no, it's been really good. And like, I try not to put too much weight on what the actors and everyone is saying. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with everyone in that anything good they say is gravy. And then anything bad they say, I'm like, well, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> Well, well, so, so the whole thing is that, you know, Cass got his say, Cass got his say, and it was amazing. It was so well done. It was perfect. Like you said, it just slotted in seamlessly to what we know about the character. And it was a revelation that is very hard to pull off. So it was done Mm -hmm. so well. And it was ama- It was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. So Cass got his say. The 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 
bitter taste that's going to be left in your mouth is that Dean didn't. Dean never yeah. got to, one way or another, he never got to say. We never got a response yeah. from Dean regarding what Cass said. Like, we got to see in action. Yeah. We got to see his physical response. We got some pieces to read between the lines. But that's kind of been Supernatural, the Dean Cast show, is pointing to those things and doing an extrapolation of what it means. Um, it's not anything that we can point to in the same way as the confession. And I think that's where we became greedy people. And it's not to say we're unjustifiably greedy. We we got something we never thought that we would have. And wouldn't it just be beautiful to have the bookend that goes with it? Exactly. exactly. And it's that, that yearning for that bookend, I think, that keeps us compelled to find out more from what the actors and the writers and the directors and the producers and what all of these people have to say is because we're just we're chasing that feeling of that missing piece yeah and wouldn't it feel good to just have it slot into place yeah and you know we always wanted better for dean we want good things for Cass. We want good things for Dean and we want a real conclusion, which, you know, it's, it's never going to be, when we're talking about a series finale, you don't want a real conclusion. You don't want, you don't want, you, you don't we- want <laughs> a vampire barn juggalo accident. No. Yeah. You don't want rocks fall. Everyone dies. This is the end. Yeah. And and you do want that open road. And I feel like they just, they, they obviously missed the mark. Uh, and we didn't have to have it all. But if we had just gotten a little bit more, a little bit, just, just for Cass, just for Cass, because we want good things for Cass. We want good things yeah. for Dean. And when you end... A 12-year character arc, relationship arc, Cass and Dean and Cass. When you end it two episodes early on an episode titled Despair, it's it's not perfect. But, no. but by God, I'm so grateful for everything yeah. that Supernatural's done. Yeah, and... I, like I said, I can't see Jensen hanging up that coat, putting away those shoes for good. It, the way he talks, it just feels like there's more in that tank. He has a couple more miles he wants to walk Dean down. Yeah. And I don't want to get into it because this is not a finale episode. This is a Destiel Day episode. Uh, But... Dean has buttoned it up a bit since, but, you know, when the finale came, we knew that Dean wasn't satisfied with it. He had said as much. He wasn't totally happy with, with everything that. Dean or Jensen? Sorry, (laughs) Jensen, Jensen. I know the bleed is real. (laughs) I I know. I always, I always do that. Cast Dean, whom, no, Jensen wasn't happy with the ending. Jensen 
struggled with it. And he, and I think that that is contributing to him uh, not feeling, you know, he's not satisfied. Uh, yeah. So, so what's going to come of that? I don't know. But we'll just have to see what, if anything. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how season 18 plays out. <laughs> yep. Any other any other uh fond November fifth memories the week of what is it given us? What is it taken away? I I mean we covered it. Uh-huh. I, I was my own little energizer bunny battery. Like I was capable of so many things because of what this fictional angel said on television. And I'm just so grateful for that once in a lifetime event having taken place and shared amongst such a wide community online. I think it's that shared factor of it all that... That gives it its longevity. Really hits me when I think about it because we're still here and... There's a whole community of us like-minded shippers that we just have so much fun with it. And we're still, (laughs) we're still marching down bourbon. It's the Mardi Gras parade. (laughs) And that Cassiel life-sized paper mache float. It's just so crazy. It's an energy that I'll never forget. And yeah, that and like a load of fun one year later, seeing all the memes and the reactions get dug up again and just feeling a little bit of that electric spark a year later. Like, yeah, when does that happen? Like, when do we go like, mm, what were the memes greatest hits from a year ago? <laughs> and like revisit those. November 5th, happy Destiel Day. Yeah, happy Destiel Day. I, I really think it, I mean, it's just something that I'll, you know, it's something that you just are going to carry with you for years yeah. and years and years and years. Happy Destiel Day, November 5th. Yeah, even, even if you move on from the show and the ship or whatever the case, like November 5th still has a resonance upon it now, thanks to episode 18. So thank you, Supernatural. Thank you, Cass, for that. Thank you, fans, for the degree to which you responded to this episode. It was a goddamn delight to witness. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I I can praise the network all day, praise the show, praise the actors, praise the characters, but it's us. It's... Yeah. It is the fans. I'm here for Supernatural, the Tumblr television show. (laughs) I watched it. I watched that on Tumblr. Yeah. We got the reactions live. It's been a goddamn delight, B. A goddamn delight. I feel like I'm in the trenches and I'm about to run out into the no man's land. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure, sir. (laughs) (laughs) No. So... Guys, I, I thank you for joining us in our 
NCFM special. Uh, we're taking a little bit of a hiatus right now because I'm in the middle of moving cross country. It's been a little hectic. Uh, so it give us a few more weeks before our schedules, uh, align again, and we'll be back continuing on with our rewatch of, uh, season one. We also mentioned, uh, this, this episode, our season 14, season 15, uh, recaps, which we started in CFM in. That was our introductory point of the podcast. Right. You know, just our passion for the show, knowing that it was the final season. We, you know, it's what got us to do this and I love it every week. So, so go, go (laughs) rewatch. It's NCFM fourteen eighteen validation three exclamation points you can't miss it fourteen eighteen I said fifteen eighteen uh. you said fourteen you're always <laughs> one off babe I'm sorry no <laughs> fifteen eighteen validation yes and I think we also mentioned our uh, NCFM uh, aftermaths oh god I don't even know what we called them I think they were yeah. Something like reaction. <laughs> NCFM reactions, uh, which are available on our Patreon. No payment required. Uh, we just have them on our Patreon, and they were reaction videos from season recordings. 15. Recordings. You're not right. going to see our faces. You're going to hear <laughs> us pretty much live. Like as soon as fin- Remy finished. Re- listening to the episode we would watching to watching the episode yeah we're getting our mediums all mixed up as soon as remy finished watching the episode we would jump on to um discord or skype and we would just immediately start talking about it so it's our fresh off the hop responses to each of the episodes as we were watching it live and yeah, they're free for all on Patreon if you are interested in reliving the energies that <laughs> took place that week. Oh, they were so, so feral. So feral. Oh my gosh. Just unhinged. So much fun. <laughs> so our reactions, check them out. Yes. And we will see you soon enough once we come back with season one, episode 18. Something wicked. <laughs> I love that you have that either memorized or a, a notebook in front of you. So. Memorized, baby. It's the Striga episode. It's where we get Dean having his sad little meow meow moment from the past. <laughs> it's the last bowl of Lucky Charms, B. Let's just throw that bowl of SpaghettiOs out. <laughs> Talk to you later, guys. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.